0: welcome to the copywriter club podcast we don't have an intro today but we were just talking about the fact that maybe we haven't ever even set our names on the podcast other than occasionally talking to each other so this is the copywriter club podcast with rob marsh and kira hug
1: right what else should we right. say about
0: ourselves i don't know
1: um, well, Rob, I mean, what are what are you? So we're we're beginning of February. Like, what are you really excited about right now, personally, professionally?
0: Personally, a couple things uh, are going on. So outside of work, I am taking a, an Italian class with my wife and my oldest daughter, and the class actually started a couple weeks ago. I haven't been able to be to the first two classes because you and i have been <laughs> like traveling out of town we had a retreat then we had our mastermind group that met together and so today that we're recording is my first day that i get to go to this class so i'm hoping that after missing the first two classes i'm not hopelessly far behind in my attempts to learn italian so uh, i'm looking forward you to prove, that you gotta
1: to prove end. it you have to say something yeah well
0: I mean, I, I haven't been to class yet, so I don't have anything to say, but I will, I will eventually, uh, I think, I mean, maybe I even said this on the podcast once, I can't remember, but Italian to me is the most beautiful language. It's it's musical. When I hear people speaking Italian, it sounds like they're singing in a lot of ways. My wife lived in Italy for close to a year at one point. And so we have some friends in Italy that we've connected with over the years, once or twice. And usually it's my wife talking to them, you know, at dinner or sitting around their homes, and I'm sitting there quietly, picking out a word or two that I might understand because, you know, I took high school Spanish, and there's some similarities there. Uh, and you know, it's just time for me to pick up another language. So, in addition to the very little Spanish that I can understand and joke about speaking, maybe I'll learn Italian. Um, yeah, and and so yeah, that's what's going on in, so in my life. Yeah. It's it's a lot easier than training for a marathon and a hundred and twelve mile bike race and a two mile swim all at the same time.
1: <laughs> I don't think it is. I I am slightly jealous because I, I do want to learn another language desperately, but I also realize I tend to take on too much. And so I was like, don't take on any other goals. For now, just focus on what's in front of you. But then I was thinking, if I'm training for an Ironman, there's a lot of time I have to just listen and think. And maybe that is the best time to learn a new language, just to listen to it while you're on a long run. I don't know if you're going to do that and integrate the two together in your, you know, your running and your bike riding.
0: That's a good idea. I hadn't. I hadn't thought about. It. I. I have thought about. You know, watching movies in Italian or TV shows. You know, having those on in the background and trying to pick out what you know. I know that that's one of the ways that you can get closer to being fluent in a language. Uh, but actually, putting on Italian podcasts or that kind of thing as I'm running is actually a really good idea. So maybe I, I will do more of that. We'll see. But yeah, catch us up on where you are with the marathon that you've got to be running in like eight months, nine months? Not marathon, sorry.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I signed up officially. So I have, I have shared with the community that I wanted to do an Ironman. And then, um, and then of course I waited till the registration fee like dramatically jumped up. And so now I officially registered last week for the Ironman in Arizona in November. I felt like that was a perfect amount of time. I have enough time to train, but not too much time where I don't train hard enough now. And um, Arizona seemed like an easier, easier course. I don't think there is an easier course for an Ironman, but, you know, I think I just don't know what I'm getting into fully. And I think that's ignorance is bliss. Otherwise you wouldn't do anything. You wouldn't have kids. You wouldn't start a business. You wouldn't run an Ironman and compete in an Ironman. But I do talk to people occasionally like you, you know, you were telling me about your 200 mile bike ride, right? 200,
0: yeah. It's, 200 mile it's a, bike ride. Yeah.
1: And you were just kind of telling me how difficult it was. And so I think when I talk to people who have done any type of long distance event um, outside of a marathon, because I've done a marathon, I kind of understand how hard that is. It's just a good reminder when I feel other people's anxiety and stress over it, I, I kind of pick up on that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I getting into? So you warned me a little bit about the biking part. And so I'm like waiting for my Peloton to arrive because it's hard to bike in Maine right now, but um, hasn't arrived yet. So I'm ready to start training for the biking portion, which makes me a little more nervous.
0: That's the fun portion. Riding the bike is the fun portion. I think so. I, when I, so I told you about this race and just for everybody who's listening, it's a race called Lodija If you want to, you can look it up. And it, when I was a kid or, you know, a teenager, uh, a group of guys just started riding their bikes between Logan, Utah and jackson wyoming and they would take this route that kind of went up through idaho and it's it's really pretty the route's not quite the same as what it was back then because the small towns that it goes through can't support what this race has become but as a teenager i would hear about these it was maybe 20 or 30 guys that would ride this and it wasn't even a race at that time but it was this ride that they would do at the end of the biking season and we would you know hear about them finishing it like oh that'd be so cool to you know join that ride and then over time, it became a race. Now there are, I think, more than a thousand people who participate in it every year, um, and it's it's kind of crazy. The elevations, the elevation gains, like there's three mountains that you go over the top of. And the first time that I trained with it or for it, I, I had always had this in the back of my head: I want to ride it. And one of the guys I was working with at the time when I was living in Idaho is the beginning of very end of June, beginning of July. And he said, hey, we've got this extra slot on our team. Somebody dropped out. Do you want to ride it with us? And so uh, the race was literally in eight weeks. I didn't own a a road bike at the time. I had only been riding my mountain bike. And so I immediately I said yes, which was crazy because, again, 200 miles in a single day is not the kind of thing that you should be doing after eight weeks of practice. Oh, in a single day? Yes, in a single day. So it's 200 miles in a single day. So I ordered a bike online, had it shipped to my house and like with six and a half weeks or so, I rode every day that I could to try to get my miles up. And I suffered that first time I really suffered. It was hard. I didn't, uh, I didn't think I was gonna finish. I There was a, a woman that was writing about my same pace and we sort of paced each other for about 150 miles, which was really helpful. I don't I don't know who she is. I've n- never seen her since, but uh, maybe she was an angel uh, guiding my listens. way. Maybe so, she
1: listens to the podcast.
0: Yeah, maybe so, but I finished the first time and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it right. And so, yeah, then I, the last, the, I've done it five times solo. I've done it another time uh, with a team, but uh, the other times I've trained, I've taken, you know, eight months to train and make sure that, you know, I'm riding several hundred miles a week before I get to, uh, and, and it's gone much better. But yeah, so that's, that's what goes through my head when I hear you talking about training for a, an Ironman. I'm like, okay, not only are you doing a massive bike ride, but you're also running a full marathon and you're swimming. I don't know if it's open water or or what, but in Arizona, but you're swimming somewhere for a couple of miles. Like it is an undertaking and I am a little bit jealous, but also so happy it's not me.
1: (laughs) Where did most of the pain come from on the, the first bike ride where you weren't fully trained for it? Where what was the pain you were feeling?
0: Um, I think it was just not being prepared for the, the actual distance because, you know, when, when, because I hadn't been training my longest ride before I ever got on this 200 mile ride was a hundred miles. And so, and I had only done that once or twice before, once during the training. And so once, you know, I'm approaching 80 or 90 miles, I'm starting to fill it and I'm like, I still got another one of these to go. So it was. Uh, there and it was a little bit hot that year. Um, I've actually ridden it when it snowed. They called it Snowdija and there were not very many finishers that year because a freak snowstorm that was not in the weather forecast the day before just came out of nowhere. Uh, that was a fun day. It was a little cold that day, but yeah, I've uh, that. But yeah, it's the training part. So I think if you train, you're going to be okay, you, and you have a plan. Do you think
1: it. I'm going to be okay? So that's important. Of yeah um that's exciting that's really so when I hear you talk about that like it gets me really excited to just think about any any um goal that feels a little bit far out of reach and that you know you might have to suffer to achieve at some point that's that's what I'm excited about right now so training's going well I train I run on Sundays I do my long run on Sundays um, I'm up to 11 miles I want to really push it to like 14 miles this weekend it's lovely because it's a time where I'm not in charge of anything. I'm not taking care of other people. I just get to chill out and listen to podcasts. And it, so to me, it's joyful. Um, and so, yeah, I'll keep you updated on how how it goes once I get the Peloton and once I get into the pool. I also got my nose pierced. So I've used that as an excuse not to get into the pool because I was like, I can't get into the pool because I have this this piercing. And so I have to take care of it, which is a really great excuse not to get into the pool, but I do need to do that soon.
0: See, I don't even need an excuse to not get in the pool. I just, <laughs> don't, want to, I just don't want to swim,
1: it's
0: <laughs> not gonna happen. I will get on my bike and I will run, but I don't think I'm gonna swim, so.
1: So what not else are you shame. excited about business-wise? What's happening um, in marketing so and copywriting. Yeah,
0: well. We, we mentioned that, uh, you know, I've missed those two Italian classes because we've been out of town together. Like two weeks ago, we were with the Think Tank in New Orleans. We should definitely chat a little bit about what we did there. And then last week, we were in Florida with the mastermind that we belong to and uh, had some really good takeaways from that as well. Uh, and I'm excited to build some of the stuff that we learned, you know, in that into our, into our business. Um, and I know I mentioned this on the podcast a few weeks ago, but while we were in Orlando, kind of committed, and I think you committed too, that we're both writing a book this year. And so I've started, <laughs> I started writing the book. Yeah, I mean, you're training for uh, an Ironman. We've got all these awesome things happening in our business. Might as well write a book too.
1: But again, you can do it like, if you start to think about how it all overlaps and fits together, if, if, if you're on a long bike ride and you're thinking, you know, maybe you can capture some of what your, your thoughts on a voice memo, turn it into a chapter of your book. If I'm out running 14 miles, like there's no reason for me not to think about, and that's actually when I get my best ideas anyway, um, to capture those ideas and turn it into something. So I think for me, it helps to think about how all of these projects start to intersect. Otherwise it does become disjointed and overwhelming. So you start you yes, Rob and I, when we were in Orlando, I guess it was after a presentation about a book funnel even though we've heard I mean we've talked about books on the podcast so many times you've written a book but I wonder why the two of us were like yes we need to do it now why this time and not every other conversation we've had about books
0: That's uh, for me that's a good question. I mean I know I mentioned last year that I wanted to write a book. I think it was in when we we're I was talking with Kim Schwalm recently, you know, on a podcast where I said, "Yep, I'm doing it this year. It's happening." Okay. Um, so, so you'd already I,
1: made the decision.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I've, I've made the decision. I'd kind of started to outline what I want to write about. So I have an outline. Uh, I've I've put together a few of the elements that I want to write about. My biggest question is, and this is um, you know, something a lot of people say that you should create in public and start sharing chapters with people and maybe even have an email list that's specific about the book. And then other people are like, well, you know, there are a lot of people that, you know that that's actually not that helpful. You know to see that information up front, and so I'm I'm curious. I would love to hear from anybody who's listening, if they would be interested in regular email updates uh, on a book. If they want to just reach out to me directly. Um, if more than a handful of people say yes, then maybe that's something that you know, I can put together and we can put together just a, a separate email list for anybody who wants to maybe preview chapter ideas. Uh, there are some things that I want to do with this book. I would love to share a bunch of copywriter stories that illustrate the principles yeah. that I'm talking about in the book. So uh, my book is all about building that business, uh, call it a six-figure business or whatever, and the steps you have to take. It's a lot of the principles that we talk about here on the podcast that we teach in some of our programs, but I want to put it in book form so that it's really easily accessible. And I'm hoping to be able to profile a bunch of copywriters in there as well and how they've dealt with some of these things. So anyway, I'll throw it out there here if people want to uh, see that unfold in real life. Like I said, email me, let me know. And if more than two or three, well, let's say, let's say if more than uh, 10 or 20, uh, you know, email back, that there's interest, that, interest there, um, we'll go to the effort and put some together. I- I'm wondering about your book though, Kira, because you're not quite <laughs> as far down the list and you committed or down that, that journey. Uh, you committed to writing a book and then you're like, yeah, but I just want to write like, my own personal stuff. You don't want to write about business. So. Yeah, that's always
1: that's always my struggle is like I see where it fits into the business model and I think that's where I overthink it and get stuck because I'm like, okay, it needs to be about copywriting or, you know, branding or position blah, all the things. And then I'm like, but I just want to write about my feelings or I just want to write about, you know, connection and relationship, whatever. So, um, but I think I'm figuring out I have an idea in mind that I think I'm going to pursue that I am not going to mention yet, but I'm feeling good about it. And so it feels exciting to me. It needs to feel exciting. And this does feel exciting. So I am, yeah, I mean, it might not be a good book and it might be three chapters, but I'm committed to putting something together and self-publishing just to go through the motions of it would be really fun because we're both doing at the same time. And I know we're kind of competitive here and it's fun and we do well with competition, but are we working towards a certain date? Um, maybe we can like have a book launch and share our book launch. Maybe we do separate book launches.
0: That's a good idea. So I haven't put a, a date out there yet simply because I want a little bit more leeway as I'm really formulating the plan. But I think by summertime, I would definitely like to have my book done.
1: Oh, whoa. So okay. Yeah.
0: So that would be, you know, by June-ish. So I'm hoping to, you know, three or four months uh, to have it done out and ready to go. Um, You're fast. Well, let's, again, it might be a very short book. (laughs) So we'll see. I I want it, but I would like it done, done this year. And, you know, once we get into the fall and we're talking about the accelerator again, and, and all kinds of things, like it, it would make a big difference to me, I think, just to have it done by the time uh, summer starts.
1: Okay, well, cool. I mean, I will try to do that as well. I feel the urgency to do it this year because I'm turning I have a birthday in a couple of weeks next month, and I'm turning 40. So I think that's also the reason I'm setting all these big, ambitious goals is because I want to do all these fun things while during the 40th year. Not that it matters if it happens outside of it, but I think that's, for me kind of the catalyst for like, why not do everything? this year. Don't wait. So um, I don't know if I can make a June deadline, but I will aim for the fall.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So, I, okay. So summer for me, fall for you. We've committed to it. It's on the podcast. People can hold us accountable. And again, if you want to follow along while we do that, reach out to us, let us know so that we know if anybody actually really cares. Otherwise, <laughs> once the books are done, we'll just share them with you. No one and, cares. Yeah, um,
1: we'll I we care about probably- your book. So I would like to hear updates about your book.
0: All right i'll give you updates we'll see if anybody else (laughs) should get them but let's go back and talk about new orleans because it was really cool to get uh back together in person with our think tank we did it last year as part of uh, irl where we had a day with the think tank but um like it was just it was fantastic and a good reminder of how valuable it is to get face to face with people in more than just a 15 minute conversation. So yeah, what was your experience in, in New Orleans and maybe a couple of highlights?
1: Yeah, I mean, New Orleans is to me the most magical place um, you can visit. We didn't have enough time there because it's such an incredible city with such a great spirit. Um, I feel the same way. I mean, I think you and I had two back-to-back retreats. So we were in person for two weeks in a row, which doesn't happen typically and has not happened for a long time. And so for me, just like in general, I feel energized and I am setting these big goals and like I feel so excited in a way I haven't in a long time. And I I, I know it's directly connected to those in-person mastermind retreats because you can't – it's hard to muster up that energy if you're just doing it alone Every day, even if you're connected to people online, it's just different energy. And so from the think tank retreat in New Orleans, um, yeah, it's just it just felt so good to be in person again. I know you and I were like, can we do this? You know, as introverts, like, is this something we still want to do in person? And after the second day, I was like, oh, yeah, this is why we created the Copywriter Club in the first place, because the magic does happen when we're together in person, brainstorming, sharing ideas, listening to speakers. Um, And so to me, it was just a reminder of like, this is why we do what we do. And this is why I will continue to do it Um, because of that time together, not just listening to speakers like Leanna Patch came in to talk about speaking and visibility with our Think Tank members. We had Think Tank members teaching each other and like really um, getting into the nitty gritty of what we do in our businesses. And then we had time just to be social and like we went to a really fun fancy French restaurant and like just had a lot of fun together, not talking about business and being, um, getting to know each other on a personal level. And so I just left it feeling like I want more of this. I want more time with these copywriters who I admire, um, and like sign me up for more. That's, that's what I took away from it. What about you?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, in addition to just being together, you mentioned Leanna's teaching, members of the think tank that taught each other. We we were talking about systems and what systems we need in our business and the tools that support that. There was training on welcome sequences and lots of different ideas on how to do that for not just ourselves, but for our clients. Um, we, we talked about building a minimal uh, a, a minimalist business which is a, a great idea to um, think about how do we get more done with less or how do we get the same done with less um, we talked about being thought partners and by the way these are all ideas that came from the group you know things that they were teaching each other um, showing up as a thought partner for your clients which again is another term that I just it's a reframe of how we serve the people that we work with uh, we um, learned about using any Enneagram. And I know a lot of people talk about the Enneagram, you know, oh, you know, this is my number or whatever, but actually contextualizing that when you're thinking about the products and services that you want to create in your business and making sure that it matches up with the way that you approach things. And um, that, could, that was kind of eye opening in, in a lot of ways. Um, we even talked about AI and different use cases for that. And, uh, you know, I was really um, uh, not surprised, but but like i'm trying to think of the right word um but like really impressed by the number of think tank members who are using tools like chat gpt already in their business and how they're using ai to speed up their workflow to do research to you know find not not just the typical ideas that are out there but just doing really smart things with it and so being able to get together and learn from each other like that is is an amazing experience. And then, like you said, couple that with, you know, hanging out together, you know, doing a cemetery tour, having great food, uh, seeing a comedy show, those kinds of things. Uh, just it's, you know, frosting on top of the cake.
1: Yeah, I mean, okay. The cemetery tour was a highlight for me. If you are ever in New Orleans, you've got to do the cemetery tour. It was fantastic. I... <laughs> Well, I, already told you, I I took photos. We were told to take a bunch of photos in one of the cemetery and I took a bunch and I swear there is a ghost in one of my photos. Um,
0: I don't see it. I don't see it, but yeah. My children
1: see it. My children see it and that's all that matters. And so anyway, it was just so um, magical and um, so fun to be away from our current settings and our and all the responsibilities we all got to leave behind, just kind of be playful and feel like kids, but also to build the business and to learn and to figure all those things out together.
0: And this is probably where we should insert, uh, you know, a, a promotion. You know, if you're interested in that kind of retreat, that kind of an experience in your business, we do them uh, three times a year. We've done them a combination of in person and virtual. Uh, hopefully, we're moving more. To, to more in person. But if you're interested in that, go to copywriterthinktank.com. Just submit that application. Let's have a discussion as to whether that's a good fit for you. Let's also talk a little bit about Florida too, Kira, because I think there's some really good takeaways there.
1: Yes. And and just before we do that, I do want to emphasize like we are looking at the next few retreats for the Think Tank and they will be in person and we will have virtual retreats as well but it's just not the same and so we're looking at the spring going in person at a retreat probably in the united states and then in the fall planning one possibly in the uk for um our in-person retreat so if that sounds appealing to you and you want to be in person like now is the time to reach out and to um talk to us about the think tank yeah so orlando orlando so why were we in orlando
0: Well, we walk the talk, right? I mean, we talk all the time about how getting together in person with people who are doing similar and also different things in their businesses helps you grow. And that's partly why we built the Copywriter Think Tank. But we do the same with our business. And since I think very early on, maybe four or five months into just having the Copywriter Club, you and I have belonged to at least one mastermind. Uh, Sometimes we've been in more than one, and I, I think we've kind of figured... You know it works I've been best in when too we're many. only in I've one. been
1: in too many for sure
0: <laughs> yeah if you can focus on one but being around other people doing really impressive things in their business uh, it just it changes the way you think about your business you know and it it's not just hey there's somebody that's making a million dollars or a you know 10 million dollars it's not just about the money it's about thinking about business differently and seeing how another business solves a problem that you also have and and being able to borrow ideas to solve problems in similar ways and i thought that the presentations from our mastermind were fantastic but the most useful thing to me is when you and i sat down with paulo uh, one of the other members there who uh, has a business that he runs in Portugal and Brazil, and he broke down step by step every piece of his business for us. And as he would talk about things, some of which were similar to what we do and some of which were very different, it just got me. Th- in fact, I wish I had a recording of this. Because I know, there were so many me too. And it was because it wasn't one of the major presentations, it just Paulo, you and me. And I think and maybe I was also Kyle drinking was wine
1: there. as we were talking. So like, you know, I kept some of it in my brain, but we should have recorded that whole conversation.
0: It was, but yeah, it was just like idea after idea and insight after insight. And over the course of maybe a little less than an hour, so many things that we could make small tweaks to our business, some maybe new programs that we should add, Choosing to do things a different way, marketing in different ways, um, it, it was amazing, and that's the power of a mastermind—is being able to sit down with the other people there, and just say, "Okay, this is how I'm doing something," and have them ask questions, and vice versa. And uh, that hour that we spent with Paula was, um, like I said, I wish I, I wish I had a video of that because we could sell it. I think for for hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars to people. It was so insightful.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, you and I need to debrief that conversation. I think we should debrief that conversation sooner rather than later. But yeah, you're right. That's like when you're thinking about being a part of a mastermind, it's not just about learning from pre- you know peer presentations, which is great. And you can always take something away from that. There's also a lot of content in the world that you can pull from outside of a mastermind. But I think the special part is what you just shared. It's like sitting down with people who are have built a relationship with you and um, could charge thousands of dollars for giving you the advice, but oftentimes they just give it for free because you're part of the same community and you're supporting them. They're supporting you, and you can't get that everywhere. And so I think that you're right. Like that was what I took away from it too. Um, so many great ideas, and I think the accountability for me is really important because we were there in person with this incredible group um, that I respect, and I feel like you know we're all, we are the smaller business in that room. Um, which is great. That means we're in the right room. And so I'm thinking, OK, if we're going to see all these brilliant business owners in four months, what do we need to do before then so that we can share you know, what we've done and implemented? Um, so I like that baked in accountability that I take away from being in a group, too.
0: Yeah, it's it's really useful. And then, you know, our mastermind does similar things to what we did with the Copyright Club. There are fun things you know there's dinners and the place where we went to this time there was a bowling alley at the house and a game room and you know swimming pool. so there were all kinds of activities that are sort of adjacent to it. but my favorite takeaways are still just the the learning that I get from the people who are there.
1: but no, my favorite was beating you at pool. I think I beat you two times or maybe three times playing pool, not just the two of us. we were playing on teams but you did not seem happy that i that you didn't win
0: just yeah well i came home i took the ping pong table off my pool table and i am practicing every day no. so the next time we play pool oh, i will not lose oh, i am man. going to I don't win. have a
1: pool table yeah. so okay um Yes. So we got a little competitive with air hockey. You did beat me at air hockey, but I we have video.
0: We should share that video in as many places as possible because I don't
1: don't love that video. But yes, Um, great. So that catches us up to this week. We're back energized, um, focused. I think focused, maybe not so much focused, lots of ideas. So we're trying to focus and we're what are you excited about now that we're back?
0: Well, two things I think that you and I are working on that uh, I think has some excitement from everyone. I me- I emailed uh, our list uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago when this podcast goes live, just asking if anybody would be interested in an AI workshop that uh, we've started putting together. And we've had an amazing response to that. People emailing saying, yes, absolutely. I would love to see that workshop. I posted something similar in t- um, the Facebook group, the free Facebook group, the Copywriter Club. And again, there's a couple a of dozen people there that are uh, interested in it. So you and I are moving full force in um, making a an AI workshop available. Um, this is the kind of workshop that it's like, look, if you don't know anything about AI, this is a p- good place to get your feet wet. And if you do know some things about AI, you may pick up a couple of additional ideas that will help you as you start to use tools like ChatGPT. And, uh, one of the things that's that's most amazing to me, Kira, about AI is things are changing so fast. Like literally every day, there's this new AI that does something else. Incredible. Uh, you know that. You know, with the release of um, ChatGPT, they a week or two ago added a paid tier that gets you, you know, faster access. Obviously, that they, it's not going to stay free forever. Um, Microsoft has talked about uh, how they're adding it to Bing. In fact, I believe there's a test going on currently where you can actually try ChatGPT or OpenAI, which is the background for ChatGPT, as part of Bing. Google has talked about how they're going to be bringing their AI into their search, and I you know one of their AI, they've got a couple. One of them is called Sparrow, which is basically chat gpt with an internet connection so you're not limited to the data set that's fed into OpenAI. once they release it ai is doing all kinds of new things like identifying paintings you know of, of masters that have never been seen before solving puzzles that have never been solved before it's happening so fast and I, you know, I know a lot of copywriters are worried about its impact on us, on the work that we do, you know, the content that we create. And yeah, there are reasons to worry for sure. But it is just a tool. And, you know, if, if all you, if, if your, if your job is being a hammer, and somebody brings along an automated hammer, you're going to lose your job, right? Like, if all you do is produce the kinds of content that a chat bot can produce, then you're in trouble. But if you can take that tool and use it to augment what you do in your business, the originality, the creativity, the personal stories, all of that, it becomes really valuable. So anyway, we're going to talk a lot about that in that workshop. And then also to make it even more accessible. What else are we doing?
1: Yeah, I mean, the part I'm most excited about is we are launching a new podcast series about AI for creatives. So that's for for you listening, copywriters as creatives. We are, I mean, I feel so excited about this topic. I see it as a huge opportunity for us as creatives. Um, I definitely understand the anxiety around it. So the podcast will give us an opportunity to have deeper conversations about the nuances of AI and what it means from So many different directions. What does it mean to be a creative and use AI tools? What does it mean to build out and simplify your business? Because now we have ways to simplify with AI. Um, What does it mean, you know, as someone who's trying to provide value, you're going to provide it in a different way now. And so I think there's just such a huge conversation around it. We don't want to get lost in one tool. We can definitely talk about the tools, but they're going to be ever changing. So we kind of want to just like look at the big picture in this new podcast and talk about everything that's happening. So you're updated and also so so we can, for me, at least I want to dumb it down a little bit, like let's talk about it. So it's easy for me to understand because a lot of the conversations I hear now are way over my head. And. I just want to talk about it in a way that makes sense to me. And so the best way to do that is for us to grab the mic and interview people we find fascinating, interview other creatives, copywriters who are using these tools, who have strong viewpoints uh, to share about these tools so that we can give, you know, copywriters and creatives in our community the best opportunity to, um, to kind of navigate and be agile in this ever-changing terrain because it's not going to go anywhere. And so let's figure it out together. And again, like the best way I think for the two of us to do that is through a podcast format because we've proven that we love it through this format. Like we love interviewing people. We love talking to people. So I can't think of a better way to tackle this topic than on a podcast.
0: Yeah. So if you're listening to this and thinking, yep, that sounds like the kind of thing that I would love to listen to, or I have questions about AI that I would love you guys to answer, send those to us. Or if you have a tool that you love or want to know more about, if you have you know somebody that you would like us to talk to that's in the world of artificial intelligence, let us know that too, because we're just... Starting to make those interviews happen, we hope to be able to release the the first couple of episodes in the next couple of weeks. So you know we'll get it going pretty quickly. It won't be a weekly forever kind of podcast. We'll probably build a couple of seasons, um, you know, that we can so that we can just take a step back, look at what's happening, what are the changes, and and come back and address them. But we'll see how it all unfolds. Um, but we are excited. To- I want
1: it to be forever. So I don't know. We'll figure that out. We'll see. We'll um, see how it goes. Yeah, I think the important part is if you are also using tools you have, you know, you have user studies and um stories to share from your business, you know, as a practitioner. Like we're very interested in sharing your story, especially if you've been in it in pretty deep. Um, reach out, we'd love to chat with you. And it's probably worth noting this doesn't mean that we're shutting down the Copywriter Club podcast you're listening to. This show will continue As usual, there probably will be conversations where we do talk about AI and it's part of the conversation here, but we felt like we needed a separate place to just go really deep and get lost in the world of AI um, rather than keeping it as just like a small part of the conversation, but not being able to jump fully in.
0: Yes, well said.
1: What else do we got? (laughs) What else? That's so... (laughs) So I think you already said this, but if you have any interest in the new podcast, checking it out, um, or this new workshop series, uh, you can click a link in our show notes. We will have a link in there just so you can sign up for the waitlist, interest list and get more information and updates on that. Um, but we're really excited about figuring out how it can best serve you as someone who's listening to this show, like what would make it useful to you? And that's what we're focused on.
0: Yep. And then beyond that, we're really excited about some of the interviews that we have coming up in the next few episodes. We've talked to some really smart people. Um, We won't we won't share their names now, but like we've had a couple of interviews just this week that were fantastic and really looking forward to sharing those. So keep listening. If you like what you hear from our guests, from what we share, the conversations, uh, leave a review at uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, or you can just send us an email and tell us what you think about that um, episode, what you learned from it, share it on social media, um, whatever, whatever the place is that you do that um we appreciate that um our intro music was composed by a songwriter and copywriter Addison Rice our outro music was composed by copywriter and songwriter David Muntner i already said that if you like what you heard leave us a review so i'm just going to skip over that part
1: you don't have to skip over it. we don't get that many reviews so we would love your review we don't get that many of them it's a pain to leave them, but if you can do that, we'll read it out loud on the next show.
0: Yeah, we used to get a lot. We used to get a lot, but uh, maybe when podcasts turn 330, it's, you know, well, they've got enough. Maybe we
1: just know. need to step it up.
0: Coming to you next week, a stepped-up podcast that you're definitely going to want to comment on. We'll <laughs> leave a review. <laughs> anyway, everybody, thank you. We'll see you next week. Copywriters coming together to
1: help the Write better, copy, and make more money Kira and Raps, Copywriters
0: Club Can make you lots of money